Hi, folks. This is Gospel of Kinnison, episode 78, brought to you the week of September the 5th, 2018. This is the personal audio journal of me, James Kinnison, and um, welcome to it. <laughs> Today, I'm just going to read stuff from some recent emails that I've gotten feedback wise from some of the podcasts that I've done recently. I'm not going to mention any names. Here we go. I'm sure you'll hear this a lot over the next few days, but I can't thank you enough for your most recent GOK. I've had severe anxiety most of my life, but the depression is relatively new for me. Like many Christians, my biggest struggle has been figuring out my relationship with God during the worst times. I've been through the same things you've described, trying to figure out hidden sin, being accused of not having faith, assuming that I did something wrong to cause the disconnect. I've stopped medication to demonstrate that, uh, that I trust in God's healing and I've suffered the repercussions. I've also, um, I've read so much trying to figure out what was missing. Thankfully, God brought some great Christians alongside me who have suffered through the same thing. And to a degree, I have accepted that I can take medication and still struggle with my feelings and be a Christian. And that is very true. You can just like you can take medicine for a headache or heart disease or any other thing. My most recent spiritual struggle, however, seemed to be unusual. I'm reading things and listening to other Christians who relied on certain scriptures to get them through. Scriptures that indicated that God is good, God is love, God uses everything for your good. For me, I wasn't finding comfort in that. It made me feel worse. My depression and anxiety tells me all the time that my life is about to fall apart. I have a very important job. So it tells me that I'm in no position to help other people, that I don't know anything, that I'm going to make a huge mistake and ruin someone's life and get fired, and then it will I will never be able to work again, and we won't be able to support ourselves, and then my husband will leave me, my family will be humiliated, and my friends will look down on me. And so I would look to scripture, which tells me God will work all things out for my good. That should be comforting. If something did happen, it is because God has a better plan for me, but instead I start to grieve and my mind says, God's definition of good is not the same as yours. So just because it's good for you doesn't mean you will like it. He'll still make everything, uh, he'll still take everything away if he wants. And that keeps me depressed or makes it worse. I feel guilty that I'm trying to hold on to my life as it is. I feel guilty for not trusting God. I feel like because I'm struggling with this, it is proof that my pride or my attachment to my life is the hidden sin. I stay fearful that things will change too much and I won't be able to cope, even if it's for my own good, or that God will want to keep me from any kind of happiness for the rest of my life to teach me a good lesson, and it just drags me back down again. And nowhere did I see any Christian who had that kind of reaction to these scriptures. I'm still wrestling with this. Uh, to accept this in my own mind, but I so appreciated finally hearing someone else read this, that scripture and had the same thought that God's idea of good does not mean that everything will be hunky dory all the time and still started to come out the other side, confirming that the scripture is true. Even if the good doesn't look the way you hoped or expected your statement of no regrets struck me as bold personally, I fear that if I manage to come out on the other side, I will mourn for all that I have lost because, of course, I assume that my life will be in shambles by that time. 
but I suppose a key part of getting better is being able to think more objectively about your circumstances and being able to see the positives and God's good for you where you are at. Following your journey has been so comforting to me because some of the things I fear did happen to you, and yet you're saying no regrets and God is good. While it certainly breaks my heart to hear people go through the same agony that I experience, I still feel grateful and privileged to be able to find encouragement for my own fight from witnessing yours. Well, that was a little rambling. Thanks for making it this far. Please keep doing what you're doing. I'm sure I'm not the only one who needs it. And I'll read my response. Surrender. That's the word that kind of rules my world these days. I have found lately that my prayers are specific, but always end with, but your will be done. Because as I said in the podcast, he doesn't always do what we want. I'm here for him. He's the potter. If he wants to destroy and rebuild me, I can fight or surrender. I choose to give in, to let go, to give up. Well, give up fighting and hoping for my own way. I have also found that when I used to say I had faith in God, I was actually saying, I believe that God will make all of this better. Not, I believe God loves me and will simplify my path and do what is best for me as part of his upside down kingdom. You're right when you say that God's good and our good are often different. Our good is always safe, gratifying, and only involves self-reliance. God's idea of good seems to be like fire burning off things we believe make us who we are, like pruning shears cropping off parts of us we thought were important and harmless, like clay being smashed back into a shapeless blob again to be spun around and around not knowing what the heck is going on. I blame American preachers who promise the world will be ours on a platter when we get saved, promise that our finances will improve when we give in the offering, that tell us that God won't give us more than we can bear. It sounds so good. Who doesn't love having their ears tickled? But it just doesn't match up with the stories of the folks who made it into the Bible. Those folks struggled and failed and were forgiven. Some had prayers answered. Some were punished. Some got an earthquake to let them out of prison. Others got thrown into a furnace and saved. Still others got their heads chopped off and served on a platter. So faith in God and his ways and his will seemed to be more about allowing him to do what he wants rather than believing anything in particular. I still have no idea where my life is headed most of the time. I just take it day by day, trusting, not believing, that tomorrow will take care of itself and work on today. So I'm not a very good Christian anymore because I don't have a lot of beliefs or faith. I just allow God's will to influence as much of my life as possible and obey as much as I can, which when you think about it, Belief slash faith is dead unless it's put into action. So maybe faith is obedience. If so, I'm gold. You thought you were rambling? I seriously do pray that your anxiety will be minimal, that your depression will not convince you with its lies, and that your life will always stay on track. But God's will, whatever it will be, will be done. Nobody would ever go to my church if I had one. LOL. James. Hi, James. I'm an avid NL listener, and I'm very thankful that you brought back that story show. I will. I find myself quoting from the show often uh, to others' annoyance. The podcast really helps lighten my day. Thank you. I also enjoy listening to Gospel Kennison, and I really like how honest you are with the podcast. I really like how you're open about your depression and anxiety. 
I've also struggled and still do with depression and anxiety, and some days are easy while others not so much. Although I did not have to quit my job eight years ago, I did have to drop out of school. The weight of my of that mental illness made it too difficult to finish. My depression and anxiety also affected other areas of my life, including my walk with God. I have never given up on the faith, but sometimes Christianity has become really difficult. I had major doubts about God's love for me and whether or not I was measuring up to his standards. I do know deep in my heart that his grace and his love are with me. However, it is still hard to believe. Although I wish no one would have to face the ugliness of depression and anxiety, your experiences have helped me to realize that there are others who know what I'm going through. Your stories have given hope to me, and I will continue to enjoy your podcasts. I hope every day that you will be able to see a glimmer of hope. Thank you for the shows. I've listened to that story show for a long time and just wanted to say that you helped me through my depression. And when I wasn't sure whether I wanted to live anymore, you saved me. And even though I'm a middle schooler, you still saved me. I said, you are very welcome. I'm glad the show had a hand in helping you through. Just keep remembering that everything gets better from depression. Everyone that doesn't quit. Dear James, I found your podcast about a year ago uh, when I was looking for something clean and funny to listen to while I was at work. My work environment was horrible at the time and I needed something positive to get me through the day. Your show helped me so much and I thank you and John. You two are a great team and I laugh so hard at your stories. I have about a hundred or so shows left to listen to and I can't wait to get them all. I found out only recently that you have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I am so sorry to hear that, James. I've had bouts of depression myself due to being married to a man for 17 and a half years who abused me physically and mentally. In 2013, I filed for divorce and it was not finalized until recently. It was the absolute worst time in my life and many times I felt I wanted to die. I have a supportive family and friends who helped me through that horrible time in my life. I also grew the closest to God more than any time in my life. I relied on him to get through each day I suffered. Eventually, my persistence and strong faith got me what I needed, legal freedom from my abuser and safety for me and my daughter. My ex is now permanently out of my and my daughter's life. Trying times in our lives tend to bring us closer to God. I don't know if you are still suffering from bipolar disorder, but please know a lot of people love and care for you. My heart hurt when I heard your daily diary and read some of your blogs regarding your depression. Remember, you are God's child. And when he sees you hurting, it hurts him too. I cannot begin to know how you feel. I can sympathize with you because of my own times. I've been depressed, hurt, and upset. And I will pray for you, James. I hope God will heal you so you will be able to do the things you love and be happy. One of my favorite books is the book of James. Sometimes I read it every day to help me through the worst trial of my life. You should read it since it's your book too. (laughs) Take care of yourself, your family. And know that people are still listening to Nobody's Listening slash That Story Show. And we love it. God bless you. I wrote back, Sorry it took me nearly two months to reply. Sometimes emails come in when I'm not feeling my best. And it's hard to reply even though I read every word. I'm sorry to hear about your abusive husband and divorce. But I'm so glad to hear how things have worked out for you. The Bible, God's Word, is definitely the book that I go to for comfort. Suffering in this life seems to make the words come alive 
and each scripture means so much more. It's like it goes from a memory verse to a living and real message. And thank you for being there listening. I hope you enjoy the next 100 episodes that you have left. It was a lot of fun doing the show, and I hope to get back to doing it again. In the meantime, I've started podcasting at jameskennison.com. It's a show called The Gospel of Kennison. It's kind of my weekly audio journal, and I've recently been able to commit to doing it weekly again, so that's a good thing. My bipolar and anxiety seem to be a thing that I'll deal with for the rest of my life, but it's still much better than it once was. The lows aren't nearly as low, and when I feel normal, I am myself, and I'm creative, and everything just comes much more easily. Thank you for your concern and your prayers. Again, sorry it took so long uh, to reply. Your email is a blessing. God bless. This is a message from Mr. James Kennison. My son is eight years old, and ever since I can remember, he suffered from anxiety and depression and often feels he's alone in feeling the way he feels. We became huge fans of that story show a couple of years ago, and it has become a nightly ritual listening to these old podcasts, which by now we have come to almost memorize. My son recently stumbled on to Made My Day, an episodes where you in-depth discuss your feelings and experience with depression and anxiety. My son felt like he struck gold. He said, look, mom, he feels the same way I did. I could cry right now just writing this, but I'm not gonna. I'm going to say thank you. And we are always listening. Thanks for writing. I'm so glad your family has been positively affected by the show. It is a wonderful thing to hear that someone else is going through the same thing. It makes you feel less crazy and more normal. It gives you hope for some reason. I can't imagine what dealing with depression at his age is like. I'm glad to to have helped in some small way. Thanks again for writing. Sorry it took a while to get back. My email has a habit of getting away from me. And sometimes I just can't reply at the time. Hope you had a great Christmas. And boy, I hope you check this email because it's the only one I've been able to find. Anyways, I've been meaning to write you this for a while. Earlier in the month, you gave me a copy of Undertale on Steam because, ah, you're a freaking saint. So I've been slowly working on it. So, I'm not writing just about the game. A few years ago, you played Taylor Swift's White Horse on Nobody's Listening. I think it was during your ukulele phase. It's an amazing song, and I listen to it, well, a lot. But I don't normally become a fan of artists' entire discographies, so I pretty much stopped there. Around a year later, though, Red came out, and I started seeing ads for it. Now, I don't know how this would have turned out, If I hadn't heard her on your show, I try not to think about such a nightmare parallel universe, but keep in mind that this was around the time when she became the subject of an absurd amount of jokes about a romantic life. I easily could have been indoctrinated into thinking she was just some generic teenage girl phenomenon. Instead, I bought her album. A few months later, I got her three other albums. That summer, I listened to them constantly. And then I started becoming a fan of other artists, too. Surprise, lots of modern pop and female songwriters. 1989 came out, and last year I went to a concert in Seattle. Now being a fan of the T-Swizzle is a defining part of my life, and I honestly don't know uh, if that would be true without nobody's listening. So thank you. It seriously isn't enough. But never think your shows don't make a difference in listeners' lives. 
Anyway, just to gush about your shows a little, I started listening to NLCast a few months after it started, the end of 2007, early 2008-ish. Then, of course, Geek Loves Nerd, Podcast Kid, The GOK, and Save the Cat Show. I was a proud patron of that story show, and I hope someday you'll decide to keep going. Thank you for the hours, days, weeks of entertainment over the years. Thank you for helping me with my own myriad anxiety problems. Thank you for, you know, that whole last paragraph. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the game. So this has turned into some kind of stream of consciousness and have been writing this for a while. I just graduated from college last week, so I've been pretty busy. Podcasts like yours have been a constant in my life since I started high school, and I hope to have gotten across how much I've appreciated you for them. I'm sure someday you will make your triumphant return to the microphone. Until then, Merry Christmas and NLCast forever. And I wrote back, How do you feel about old Taylor these days? I'm not a fan, especially how she seems to want to kill off the old Taylor, like she's ashamed of where she came from, and therefore the fans that got her there. Typical. Someday I hope to start a storytelling podcast again, maybe that story show, maybe something new. It's been over a year since you graduated. How is life going? What did you major in? Uh, are you working in your field, etc.? I read your email back in twelve of or, uh, December 16, but I wasn't doing well. Responding is hard when you feel like you've let listeners down. But I was going through the show email tonight, trying to archive, delete, and file as much of the emails as I've gotten since the show ended. And I reread yours. And I appreciate the time you took to write and share it. And I apologize for not responding sooner. Depression sucks because it takes everything good about your life and makes it a horrible, stressful pressure thing. I'm glad to be doing better these days and glad to respond. James. James, you don't know me. I've been listening to Nobody's Listening slash That Story Show for a while. And I got on the website to send a story in the hopes that you guys would start it back up again and maybe use it. I saw your article on depression and I read that article and the ones that linked to it. But the most recent update was from 2013. I was wondering how you were doing and whether or not you've been able to get at least some normalcy in your life. Anyway, praying for you. Hey man, thanks for the email and I'm sorry for the super slow response. When I'm not doing well, it's hard to answer emails like this one. You always want to give a good answer when you can't. Lately, I've been doing mostly really good. Hopefully, this will be the new normal. I've been working in the ministry I'm a part of here in St. Louis. I've been drawing and creating again. No podcasting so far, but who knows? Hope you're doing well and have a great Christmas. As you can tell, I think we're moving back in time here. Uh, December of 2017. Hi, James. I understand that you've been out of the podcast game for a few months, and I don't know if you're still receiving emails, but I wanted to send you a message. Sending this asking to remain anonymous is I will be sharing some things that also involve friends. I wanted to let you know that I have listened to all the available podcast episodes from iTunes of That Story Show, a.k.a. Nobody's Listening. They have filled my summer and fall with lots of laughter. I honestly feel that my summer and fall would have been horrible without yours and John's laughter and joy in telling your stories and others. I have listened to the last episode, Dead Pandas, this morning, and I wish for more. 
is I was having a really crappy day. Two of my friends are getting married tomorrow, and I was there for their first meeting, and they will be getting married tomorrow. The reason I'm in a crappy mood is because it also happens to be the wedding of someone that I've had a deep crush on since before they started their relationship. Dating has been a struggle for me throughout the years. It's been even harder uh, seeing many of my friends and families getting into marriages and relationships, and this, among other life circumstances, has caused severe depression in my life and at times to points where I do not want to go on with anything and give up. The only thing that keeps me going in these hard times is knowing that Christ has purchased me for himself, as it says in Romans 8.28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So I know these circumstances and even my singleness and depression are meant for my good and to know him more. I know you have mentioned in later episodes that you've dealt with depression and bipolar issues. And while mine may not be as severe, I just want to say that I know the pain and struggles that come with depression and the hardship it brings. Your show has been a tremendous help to me and has been the main reason I laughed the last few months. And I'm sure has and will be helpful to others who deal with these hard times as we do. My dearest and sincere hope is that one day the show will start up and we can hear you squealing over medical stories and John laughing at the idea of farting and Christians quizzing what he we knows. Should you decide to start the podcast up again, I would like to submit a, a story. I hope would be bring laughter to you and to John, even if it does not appear on the show. So here's the story. <laughs> so this one time when I was younger, my mother had a friend from work over to spend the afternoon with her at her house. My mother's friend had to bring her mother who was quiet and not able to care for herself. And it had a caretaker as well as being wheeled around in a wheelchair. She was not in her right mind. And she was also not able to use the restroom as she wanted at all times and would go through three days without any movement of the bowels. Well, lo and behold, she had been holding it in for three days and decides that the time to release the beast was at our own house. The caretaker had taken her to my bathroom where behind closed doors, cries of woo and phew from the caretaker as she cleans the lady up could be heard. She promptly asked if we had any Walmart bags that could be used to throw all the trash away which we did, and we threw all the trash away in our outside garbage bins. We'd forgotten all about the trash, and living in hot Florida heat, uh, it had created a powerful odor. Living in the country area, we do not have waste management that picks it up, so we had to drop it at our local dump. Pause for John's laughter at the word dump. And my dad had to take trash in his Ford Explorer with no separation from him or the trash in the back and had to drive with the windows down. As he got to the dump, he was relieved at the sight of the old man who just got there ahead of him, or unrelieved. He was unrelieved at the sight of an old man who had just got there ahead of him and was slow in walking and throwing his own trash away. My father, who had uh, to walk with a cane at the time, took his own cane and used it to hook the trash and tossed it in the dumpster in desperation of getting rid of the horrid smell. <laughs> Hope you like the story and it brings you laughter. Your brother in Christ. Thanks for a great story and an email. I hope to be podcasting again uh, someday as well. 
Hang in there and keep going God's way because that's where all of the things he has for you are. Thank you, man. Glad to hear back from you. It made my night. Hang in there as well, brother, and hope to hear uh, you again through my headphones soon. I'll keep that story show subscribed as long as I need to and hope that there are new episodes one day. See, these faithful people got rewarded. I started listening to NL about two years after you started podcasting uh, episodes one through two twenty eight. before I got distracted by life. I see you stopped recording in March of 2016. I know that you are struggling with depression and had several hiatuses. Is that why you quit? And will you be returning? If you do, do you think you would start doing YouTube videos instead of podcasts? Anyway, I hope you're well and the Lord is blessing you. Yeah. Depression took me out of the game but I'm doing much better now. One day I hope to podcast again. Response. It's good to hear that you're doing better. I look forward to the return, your return to the airwaves. May the Lord bless you and keep you making his face shine upon you. This one's subject called nobody's listening is still an impact. Hello, James. I'm reaching out to you because I want you to know that I found your podcast earlier this year while searching for a clean cast to listen to while at work. From the start, I was intrigued with the subject of the show as a Christian and a father trying to learn to find level ground with my oldest son, who is my wife's biological son and whom I adopted when he was six. Additionally, as it happens, I lived in Florida. Being involved in the Christian community there, I can't help but wonder if John and I have crossed paths at some point. I also recently visited St. Petersburg and Tampa for my son's swim competition, so I feel very in tune with most of your conversations. The show brings me hope and entertainment, even though it seems you guys are long finished with this particular podcast. My wife and I and our three children belong to an Assembly of God church here, and I've contemplated whether children's ministry would be the right move for me. I plan on listening to help, I'm a children's pastor, as I'm sadly approaching the end of Nobody's Listening. I read up on you one night, and it seems you had at one point left the ministry for personal reasons. James, I pray this email finds you, and that you know what an inspiration you have been to me all these years later. I'm also praying for you and any depression you battle. I also have that ailment, and I'm working it out, and hopefully learning to see the good in God's blessings, which are a so profound in my life. God bless you. I hope you're doing well. Well, you probably don't remember me. I sent you one email about three years ago. It's been a weird three years. So much has happened. I haven't really been much of a steady listener, mostly because I'm rarely in a time and place where I can listen to a podcast. But here I am three years later, sitting in bed thinking, beep, I can't sleep. I wonder what's been going on with that story show. So I go to iTunes, download, start listening and thinking, beep, this sounds awfully familiar. Oh, May 10th, 2016. That's why. So I go on your website to find out what you've been up to. I read your post way back in 2013 about your depression. So I downloaded the GOK that you did two weeks ago and see what's up. And oh, beep, it's like someone's talking right back at me about my problems. I didn't expect it, honestly. I got diagnosed with bipolar last year too. Seeing, uh, been going through the same beep with the ups and downs and the bull with the medicine. 
It's funny you say you've been feeling hazy the last few days. Well, as of May 10th, at least. How you can't grasp onto words like sand through a sieve. How all the positives during the ups turn into negatives when you're down. I'm pretty sure I've said all those phrases over the course of the last few days. So just like I did a few years ago, I just wanted to thank you for putting your words out there. It's hard to do, something I could never do, even at my uppest ups. But hearing someone else talk about the same things I'm going through, even if it's a stranger a hundred miles away, it's simply comforting and makes life feel much less lonely. I feel a bit greedy, being the only one that gains from this situation. You put in all the time and effort to make a podcast and don't have a penny to and I don't have a penny to contribute. So this email is my small way of giving back, whether you're in an up or a down that or that cloudy area just south of neutral right now. I really hope this email brings at least a little brightness your way. I'm not particularly spiritual. I can barely manage my life day to day, much less thoughtfully consider my feelings about a higher power. But meaningful coincidences like this, well, they do make me think. Anyway, good luck with the medicine efforts. I hope you find one that helps. I'll be taking time to listen when you post updates too, even if the words don't come out easily or perfectly. All the best. P.S. I wrote this before I heard the end of your podcast. No response necessary if you're not feeling it. This email is my way of saying the words in my head, just like your podcast is for you. My response. Hey, I read this back in May, probably on my phone, and I never responded. I was cleaning out the old inbox, and here we are. Thanks for the email. It means a lot. I'm amazed that anything I would ever put out there could be of any use to anyone, but I feel you. It's nice to hear someone else's feeling or going through the same stuff. And your email did that for me today. Take care, man. I hope things are going well. See if I can find his old email that he was referencing. Here it is. This is from February 14th of 2014. You don't know me, but I just wanted to share my story with you. I've listened to every single episode of Nobody's Listening at least three times, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who's told you that. I just wanted to let you know that just why that has been so important to me. Throughout the last few years of my life, I've struggled with depression. My parents, unfortunately, do not see my depression as real, and in the past, I believed it was just a phase I was going through as a teenager. I've since grown past the worst parts of my depression with the help of some therapy and meds, but this was after about three years of wallowing about in the worst misery I could imagine. My condition withdrew me from my friends, kept me up at night, made me ill, could not, I, I could not take my life. The worst times came when I was at bed at night. Being alone turned my thoughts so horrifyingly inwards at times, I seriously considered doing bodily harm to myself. And then I started listening to NL Cast. It didn't solve my problems. It didn't make my depression go away or even make me much happier, but it gave me something to listen to, something to chuckle at if I was having a good day. It distracted me from myself and it kept me from having to deal with those thoughts in my head. It gave me something to look forward to and made going to bed no longer seem like a terrible prospect. I remember laying in bed after a particularly brutal day, laying in bed and thinking, if I ever make it out of this, I need to thank James Kennison for what he has done for me. 
I know it sounds melodramatic to say, but in retrospect, I seriously doubt that I would have made it to adulthood without nobody's listening to get me through my worst nights. I was laying in bed tonight when I was struck with the thought to go see what's happening on your website, and I looked at your life updates over the last year, and all I can say is I've felt your pain, and I know what, you're gone, what you've gone through, and most of all, I'm glad that your situation is improving. If I have taken one lesson away from all your podcasts, it is that there's always a bright side to every situation, or at least a funny side to every story. You have affected the lives of so many people through your work, and have affected the lives of many others, including myself, through your podcast. It's amazing that a hobby could have such a profound effect. I cannot thank you enough for what you've done for me, though I have never been able to participate in one of your online chats during the episode, and I was too young to donate any money. I will always have been one of your biggest fans. Good night, and God bless. My response. Dang, Paul. That was an awesome email and story. Of all the folks who have written with similar tales, and I'm sorry to say there have been a lot of people with similar ones, yours has been the ones that I've personally related to the most. Your description of your bout with depression and the nights is exactly how I would describe my dark time, except I can't imagine going through it powerless, meaning as a kid in a house where you can't demand stuff. I was the adult, the head of the house, and I was able to use that to my advantage, both to get help and to get support. It was in everyone's best interest to see me better, but you probably didn't have that perk, and so you have more of my respect. Not being able to sleep, but having to go to bed, knowing school is tomorrow, the racing thoughts, I know all that stress. It's enough to make you not want to be. The show didn't heal you, and it didn't make you happier. It was a distraction, and I remember that phase very well. Anything that kept my mind busy was the best. It was after the worst of it. It was a phase where nothing helped at all. But just after, my distraction became, of all things, fail videos on YouTube. I watched them all freaking day for at least three months. I used to hate them because people were getting hurt and doing stupid stuff, but I was so numb, I guess having a reaction at all was something that I needed. After that, I played Minecraft like it was my job until I could finally pass out on the couch then blogging, then movies and video games, and finally podcasting. I truly hope you're doing better. I'm almost all better, still in the midst of my own story. But the worst apparently is over, and my meds have me in a good place. When I get down, it's because there's something actually wrong, which is normal, and that's nice. If you're not aware, I'm doing a show called Made My Day, and it's more or less about life after or with depression. Trying to find one thing every day that makes my life worthwhile. You might enjoy that. I'm also doing shows on Nobody's Listening called NL Past, where folks send their favorite moments from the past and we relive them. And I add some new content and trivia and so on. Thanks for the email, sir. I'm glad you made it to adulthood. Truly. God bless. James. 2014. Wow. Dear James, I've never written to someone that I listen to, and writing is really not my thing. But I've been listening for several years now, and I just wanted to tell you a couple things that have been thinking over the years. First, I love Nobody's Listening slash That Story Show. I work in an office, which I can listen to podcasts all day long. I started listening when it was you, John, and Trevor. I was instantly hooked. 
My two absolute favorite shows, and I mean favorite, were episodes 181, Fresh Hot Pizza, and 210, Hot Doctor. Ethan Nicole's story of his job at the gym had me laughing so hard that my coworkers thought I was having a spasm or something. And your story of the day at the doctor was magnificent. I laughed at every stop you made and identified with how it seems that everything that goes wrong always seems to happen at the same time. Your story was so well told that even when you had gone step by step, including letting the dog outside, even I had forgotten about the poor dog. I was really looking forward to hearing Hot Doctor 2. I love Christian because we quiz what <laughs> because we quiz what you knows and the interaction between you, John, and Christian. And by the way, I am now making my way slowly through the GOK and MMD podcasts. Secondly, I got so excited when you announced that you and your family had moved to St. Louis. I live in the area, and I thought it would be great to be able to picture exactly what and where you were talking about. Love the Facebook post at Fritz's. Also, I was always a little jealous when you would meet listeners in Orlando and thought maybe there would be some of us here. Although, to be honest, I probably wouldn't go because I always feel like I'm bothering people. But it would be nice if someone else was jealous. Third, I would like to say I understand part of your battle with depression. My 26-year-old son has Asperger's syndrome and has struggled with depression and anxiety for most of his life. In the last year, we have really been battling anxiety, but in the last couple of weeks, he has started a new medication that seems to be really helping him. I just finished GOK episode 63, and I loved your explanation of the difference of spiritual problem versus physical slash mental problem, and I really understood your desire for God to court you. Fourth, I have been going back and listening to episodes of the other podcasts that you produce and came across GOK 19, Christians I Struggle With. I could not wait to come home and have my husband download the episode to listen to it. We discussed it for a couple days. I also loved your book excerpt where you read at the end of episode 19 called You're Welcome. I had my husband listen to this also. In the meantime, I had signed up at Patreon and let my husband know. When I got home that night, my husband asked me how much I was giving and I told him a dollar an episode and he said, that's not enough. We need to give him more. So after I click send, I'm going to sign him up on Patreon and give a dollar an episode too. Finally, I know it's been too long, but I wanted you to know that we are listening and love what you do. I purposefully kept that podcast in my feed, hoping that you would return to it. Love the GOK as it is an unapologetic journal in which you are honest and candid about life. It is refreshing to hear that there are other people in the world who struggle with everyday life. I have thought about you from time to time and prayed for you. Sorry, this is a rambling email, but just trying to get my thoughts out quickly. By the way, no response email is required. I know that you read them and appreciate that people care for you and your podcast. Hope you are having a great week and look forward to hearing the next episode of GOK. Now to Patreon I go. Many thanks. My response. Wow. You live 21 minutes away. Stalkers! Thanks for sharing your favorite shows and specifically what made them your favorite. I get a lot of email, but rarely do people share their favorites in any detail. It's very much appreciated, and you're making me want to go back and listen to some of them. A set, a St. Louis meetup would be pretty awesome. I would likely want to wait till after we've restarted that story show. Speaking of which, keep that feed, because John, Christian, and I are talking about getting back to the grind. I'm the only reason we're holding off. 
I just had to quit a medication and I will likely have to start a new one soon. And that's always a bit of a roller coaster. Heck, if you love honest, raw podcasts, they don't get any rawer than the episode that I'm uploading now. Episode 64 of Gospel of Kennison. Enjoy. I do read and I do greatly appreciate and I'm trying to get better about responding. That meetup is a good idea, though. I have a listener that lives in Illinois who comes to our town for doctor visits. He and his wife and son met me for lunch at City Diner one afternoon. I'm sure he would come. James. That was a more recent one. May 2017. It's really great to hear your voice in my feed again. I listened to the most recent GOK and I really have been interested in hearing about your depression journey. I've been going through some similar instability in my life, whether emotionally or spiritually or chemically, I'm not really sure. I love your talking about your take on various medications. I'm one of those you spoke about who, well, won't take meds. I have asthma and pretty well don't take those either unless I'm forced to. So that being said, I do struggle with some about how to handle myself. I've gone through periods of numbness and self-harm, caused by various factors that I don't need to get into. But listening to your podcast is wonderful as it gives me something outside of myself on which to focus. I decided to email you a nice long ramble because I just finished listening to the first episode of RSB, Red School Bus. And I must say that I thoroughly enjoyed listening to your daughter giggle. She'd start in on these giggling fits. It made me smile. It made me truly happy when I'm not being otherwise happy at all. And for that, I want to thank you. Greatly enjoyed the reprieve from my overload, overactive mind. You keep trying to do your best, whatever that may be at any given time, and I'll keep trying to do mine. You're in my prayers, SM. Postscript. If you put any of this on the podcast, could you please leave out my name? The answer is yes. My response. Thanks for emailing. I'm glad to hear that someone is interested in the depression updates. I always wonder until someone says something. I feel you on the no meds thing. Hopefully things will never get so bad that you'll have to go the med route. But if it does, I hope you'll talk to a doctor. Glad the show gives you a distraction. I know about needing distractions. Sleeping, for instance. I'm super pumped that you enjoyed Red School Bus. I got really high hopes for this show and recording with Jenna again is a pure joy. The podcast kid has grown up and it's awesome to have found a new way to reconnect through a new show. Whatever that may be at any given time, quote unquote, spoken by someone who really gets it. Thanks. I'd like to mention this on both shows. I'll either say anonymous or make up a name like Lucy. Thanks again for writing, James. Well, guys, I think that about does it for now. There there are literally dozens. Actually, about four dozen. No, my bad. Five. Six, six more screens of emails from folks talking about depression. And that was just the ones that I read from the most recent. The The first one came in from uh, in 2008. And they continue. I don't know that there was a point to reading anything today. I I hope you got something out of it. I think what I got out of it today is just a reminder of how much it blows my mind that a simple hobby, just talking into a microphone can help other people. 
but maybe more than that, maybe it's a reminder for all of us that there are people all around us that, that are going through things and we don't know what they are. And just us being us, just us existing, being kind, being godly, or trying to be, can be an influence, can be a help in a way that you would never know. I think the message that I'm getting is that we can affect others in ways that we never could have thought possible just by being who God created us to be and allowing ourselves to be honest and open about our struggles. I hope you've been inspired by this time together. I know I have. I'm just going to keep doing what I do, you know? (laughs) And if you're out there struggling, I hope uh, that it's been good for you to hear how, how it can be for other folks that there is hope. Even in the midst of the darkest times, there is a bright light that comes at the end that there is a purpose and a plan and that God does work things out for good. Even though some of those scriptures seem absolutely just in the darkest of dark times, they seem like they're absolutely a lie. I literally had to stay away from such scriptures for a time because to stare them in the face when everything seems so dark, it just, I had to go off the belief that I had in them once because reading them now, I don't know. It would be like being in a cave where there was an obvious dead end in front of me, but the map said there was a way through, but I'm looking around and there's no way through, but the map says there is, but there's not. I just eventually needed to quit looking and I closed my eyes and that period of time, God just had grace on me. Eventually, I did find that way through or just found, opened my eyes and found myself on the other side of the barrier, maybe. Maybe it was a little bit of uh, pirate magic, uh, to use the metaphor. But one way or the other, I got through that cave, and I know you can too. Send me an email if you want to, james at nlcast.com. You can also call 2095-NLCAST, or you can send a voice message. Just record one on your recorder and send it to me uh, via email. That would be awesome. You can follow me at NLCast on Twitter. Uh, I'd love to see you on the Facebook group. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash NLCast will get you to the NLCast community, which is a great group of folks, and you can post stuff, and people will be nice to you, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Till next time, I appreciate all of our patrons. If you'd like to become a supporter You can go to patreon.com slash GOK and support the show. And uh, that would be really awesome and helpful. Uh, Until next time, God bless. We'll see you.